Welcome back to Slushy Review. This is Keith. And this is Chris. And today we are talking about the illustrious classic coming to America. Yes. 1988. That was the year it came out? I think so. It was a good year. Couldn't even speak yet. Same. Um, were you born in 88? I was. Oh, okay. I'm... So depending on the time <laughs> of year, I definitely couldn't speak. Well, and I don't think on, any of the year you could have. No, but right. like there was a much lower chance of me speaking at a certain point of that year. Wait, when's your birthday? April. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So like prior to April, That's I wasn't fair. really doing any talking. Hey, you don't know that. That though. I know of. You don't know what's going on in there. I had a podcast in there. <laughs> created the whole format. I love it. Just casting. I love just, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You know how I be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. So we decided to do Coming to America because Coming to America yeah. came out this past week. And uh, we decided we we're just going to do both of them. So Why not? After this one, next up, Coming to America also. There you go. Uh, coming also to America. Mm-hmm. Coming also America. Who knows? Oh, my. That was her name, I guess. Uh, what? Sorry. <laughs> Did you just yell America? I did. I did. <laughs> okay, so either way, this episode of Coming to America is brought to you by Homemade Blue Raspberry Lemonade slash Cranberry Pineapple. Yes. Slushies. Which I love. I love anything with pineapple in it. I almost forgot what they were called. I was like, uh, what did I just make? <laughs> Uh, either way, so uh, with that being said, uh, I guess let's get started. Let's do it. Thank you for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow us at um, Slushy Review on Twitter, at Slushy Review. Uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. Um, just search Slushy Review. We pop up. We're the first result. <laughs> um, and then check us out on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and also, coming soon, Instagram. Follow us on IG. The Gram. Uh, at Slushy Review Podcast. Yes. We just started it. Need some followers. Need some likes. Okay. Thank you, Keith, for those kind words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. Um, let's get started with the plot. God. All right. So on you, Chris. All right. So, movie starts with Prince Akim of Zamunda being awakened at 8 a.m., mm. the ungodly hour of 8 a.m., mm-hmm. on his, what do they say, his tw- 21st. 21st birthday, mm-hmm. which, God help anyone who wakes me up any day of the week at 8 a.m., let alone on my fucking birthday. Same. You're... And if I'm in, if I'm part of some royal family, you're probably getting your head cut off. Um, he gets woken up on at 8 a.m. on his 21st birthday. Gets up, has b- breakfast with his parents. After getting his bath and being cleaned, and having people throw rose petals in front of him everywhere he goes, so he can walk around and look fancy. He looks around at his life and realizes that he feels a little unfulfilled. He doesn't really, I forget 
what he says to his dad. He says he's never, he's 21 years old, he's a prince, he's never tied his own shoes. Yes. To which his father responds, coming from a man who has tied his own shoes, it is a, I forget what he said, like a holy, was it underwhelming experience or unfulfilling experience? Same. 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 It's not that great. Yeah, he's like, so Prince Akeem wants to get out there and he wants to live life, discover what life has to offer to him. His father tells him there ain't shit out there for him, but he knows better. <laughs> and he decides to take his best friend, Arsenio Hall, and come to America to sow his, according to his father, sow his royal oats mm-hmm. because he is in an arranged marriage. He's set up to be married. He doesn't want to be married to someone that he doesn't choose himself or that doesn't choose him, mm-hmm. someone he doesn't connect with. So he meets his arranged bride. There's no connection. He doesn't want to get married. Tells his father, you know, I can't get married yet. You know, I haven't lived life. It's a ruse. He wants to come to America to find his bride. Mm -hmm. So they come to America with, oh, God, so many fucking bags and suitcases. (laughs) And they're getting escorted out of the airport by all their attendants. And Akeem steps in front of a taxi cab and just holds his hand out. Gets called, is it called a dumb fuck? Yes. <laughs> um, so you can tell he's in America. Um, they're in Queens, New York. They decide they want to live the simple, well, Akeem decides he wants to live, he wants them both to live the simple life, he and Sami. So they find a terrifying apartment building to live in, <laughs> in a fairly rough neighborhood get all their bags stolen as soon as they turn the other way get put into an apartment where a man died and his dog a blind man and his dog <laughs> died <laughs> um, so they get set up they get jobs at the local fast food establishment McDowell's legally distinct from McDonald's Cannot stress that enough. It is not the same. Not the same. They got the Big Mac. McDowell's has the Big Mick. Same. They still got, you know, two all-beef patties. Special special sauce. sauce, Lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions. No sesame seed bun. McDowell's doesn't use seeds in their buns. So it's different. It's different. Golden arches? Golden, yes. There's no golden arches at McDowell's. McDonald's has the golden arches. McDowell's has the golden arcs. It's different. It's different. It's different. (laughs) <laughs> so they work there mopping taking out trash washing windows disarming would-be robbers Akeem falls in love or it doesn't immediately fall in love Akeem's eye is caught by the owner's daughter Lisa and throughout the movie they pursue they pursue a relationship he's less than forthright about his situation but he's still, like, it's pretty clear that he cares about her. Mm-hmm. She's involved with a man who seems to be more interested in himself and getting in good with her father than in his own relationship with Lisa. Facts. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of hijinks. I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of it. But they fall in love. They have a little falling out. They fall back in love. They decide to get married at the end. Boom. That's the movie. That's the plot. That's that is the movie. And I've got you know, there's a couple. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. You That's know. fair. 
And then a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little hey, ho, hey. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna worry about carbs anymore. Don't worry about <laughs> carbs anymore. <laughs> okay. So then it's my turn for the cast? Yes, that's the okay. plot. I'm going to throw it over to Keith for the cast of Coming to America. So, as we know, Coming to America was made in 1988, so a lot of these people who I may or may not name are <laughs> famous now. Um, they were famous back then, maybe, but they're famous now, at least most of them. Um, so I'm going to just go down the list. First up, we have Paul Bates. Paul Bates was Oha. He sung... Queen to be. Um, he also was like the personal like servant of the king. Um, he also was kind. Of, he's, he he wasn't necessarily a butler in the movie, but he was like the. He ran the show. Yeah. He made sure everything went off without a hitch. Um, next up, we have Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays Prince Akeem. Arsenio Hall plays Simi. They both play like six different parts. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Uh, this is a classic movie. Go see it. That's all you need to know. It's, it's on, on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, but he does play two of my favorite people, Prince Akeem, and he plays Randy Watson. I love Randy Watson. <laughs> I love Randy Watson. Uh, next up, uh, Garcelle Bouvet. Uh, she was a rose bearer. She was very, uh, she was, what do you call? Um, I know how you know her, but she was um, she was a little known, whatever. Um, but the way you know her is she was in Spider Man Homecoming. I just saw that. Oh, did you? Oh, you're yeah. looking at it. I'm looking okay. at it now. She was um, yeah, Michael was, Keaton's wife. Yes, she mm-hmm. was. Uh, I, I was gonna say I knew I knew you knew her. her. I knew her from other stuff, but I, I was like, how does he know her? And yeah. I was like, are they in a superhero movie? That's how I know him. Yeah, she was in. That's probably how I know them. She's been in a lot of things, but she's a very good actress. I like her. She's cool. Um, next up, we have James Earl Jones, uh, young, old Anakin himself, uh, King Jaffe Joffer. Uh, James Earl Jones, is just a, he's just a delight. Um, he's about 90 years old. He um, is? Yeah. Oh, my. Literally. Yeah, he is. He just turned 90. This year, January 17th. 90 years young. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I'm going to hit you with a little fact that I, is one of my likes, and I'm going to just say it in a minute. Playing his wife was uh, Queen Aelion, uh, Mad Sinclair. Uh, she unfortunately passed away in 1995. But before she did that, her and James Earl Jones, which is one of my likes, uh, actually played husband and wife in another movie. No. Called The Lion King. What? Called- <laughs> <laughs> yep, so he was Mufasa and she was Queen Sarabi. Nailed it. Um, they were also co-stars or husband and wife in like four other movies. That's well. awesome. So, yeah, so great. So that's so she she was not in Coming to America, the sequel. So, um, but she was great in the movie. Um, next up, we have Arsenio Hall. Like I said, he plays Simi. He also plays Reverend Brown and Extremely Ugly Girl. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Uh, let's see. Vanessa Bell Calloway. Um, she was in this. Uh, she plays uh, a mini Izzy, uh, which was the... She was trained to be the next princess of Zamunda. 
in coming to America, and Eddie Murphy did not want to marry her, or Prince Akeem did not. Um, but she's actually uh, she's actually a dancer by trade, I believe. Hmm. Uh, but she's also an actress. She's been in this. She was also in What's Love Got to Do with It, which is a, a Tina Turner story. A Tina Turner and Ike Turner. Uh, she played her sister in that movie. Hmm. Um, she actually taught her. Maybe it wasn't her sister, but she taught her. She t- in the movie, she played the lady who taught Tina Turner to be a Buddhist. So, if you ever watch a movie, uh, she's great in it. Hmm. Uh, next up, you have Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. was <laughs> uh, a young lad uh, getting his hair cut in the barbershop scene. And literally, as soon as the camera focuses on the barbershop scene, it's Cuba Gooding Jr. right now. Right, just right there. <laughs> right before he started in uh, Boys in the Hood, he was in this movie. So, good job for him. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Frankie Faison, he was the landlord. He was in White Chicks. Um, he's been in other stuff, too, but I remember him mostly from White Chicks. Hmm. You ever seen White Chicks? No. No. It's stupid, but it's funny. I I, I can imagine. Yeah, fair. I know a lot of people that really like it. I just haven't seen it. That's fair. Let's see. Next up, we have... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just name some people. Let's see. There's uh, Karen Owens and Sharon Owens. They were ex-Siamese twins in the dating scene. (laughs) There was also Fresh Peaches and Sugar Cube. They were also twins. Jeanette uh, Colon, Vanessa Colon. They were also twins in that Hidden Coming to America as well uh, in the dating scene. Well, let's see. Next up, John Amos. John Amos is Cleo McDowell. Uh, he's known for this. He's known for Good Times, which was a show that aired back in the 70s mm-hmm. with uh, Jimmy J.J. Walker. Um, he actually died in that show, and it was right after that that the show kind of went off the air. Oh. He was what? I didn't know that he... Well, what happened was they killed him off. I think it was a contract dispute, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know the backstory, but the thing was... A lot of people were upset that he got killed off, not because he died, but because that, before the Cosby show, that was the only show in the air that showed a positive black father Mm. in a black community. So people were really pissed off about it. And I think he was too. Um, But he was also in Die Hard 2, which I love. Um, He's been in a lot of different movies. Oh, yeah, he was in Uncut Gems. That's right. Um, but he's been in a lot of different movies, so that's great. Uh, let's see. We have Sherry Headley, uh, Lisa McDowell. She is the person that Prince Akeem is going after hard in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, next up after that, we have Eric LaSalle. Eric LaSalle is known for this and for being on the show ER. He was on ER for some time. Like, about a decade at least. Um, He was also in this, Coming to America. He was in Logan. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. It's been a long time since I saw that. Since you saw Logan? Yeah. Okay. Remember when Logan meets up with the family and at the barn? And he gets them all killed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the dad. Oh. Eric LaSalle's the dad in that one. Yep. Never had a chance. 
They really didn't. They got, yeah. But either way, he's very unlikable in coming to America. <laughs> Next up, we have Louis Anderson. There was some controversy that came out about Louis Anderson uh, probably about a week ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't read the article, to be fair. But uh, they were talking about coming to America when coming to America came out the sequel. And Eddie Murphy said that they had to hire Louis Anderson because he was white. Yes. And I, I read, read, the, I read article. the article. Oh, did you? I, well, I, I don't, either it wasn't a long article or I only read it until it stopped interesting me. But I did read it. But it said that apparently the studio wanted a white comedian or like wanted a white actor in it. Yeah. And he was like, well, he's like popular right now. He's funny. He's cool. Let's use him. Sure. They gave him two lines yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And they called him a fat boy. Yep. Samuel Jackson did. <laughs> Speaking of Samuel Jackson, hey, Samuel Jackson's next up. A small, uh, <laughs> small part actor. Yes, he did. This was one of his smallest roles. Uh, very fair. one of his smallest roles. He is a stick-up guy. Yes. Uh, hold up, man, as they call him in this movie. <laughs> uh, one of my first introductions to him was this movie. And I love Samuel Same. Jackson. So, um, this next guy I'm going to mention. I know his face, and I forgot he was in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in this movie. Okay, his name is Vondi Curtis Hall. He played the guy who came up to Prince Akeem in the basketball game. Mm -hmm. and it was, like, kneeling and bowing to him. Okay. Okay? So he was in this movie. He was also in Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, the one you were telling me about. I love that movie. Where everyone has guns, but oh. they still talk like it's old world yes. English. They call their, son their guns swords. Mm. I love it. I love it. He was in this. He was in that. He was in Broken Arrow, which oh, is a great movie. He was in movie. Daredevil. He was in... The series. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. No? Uh, Daredevil? Yeah. No, I would never. It was pretty good. The The movie was trash. The movie was ass. The and show, the series was actually the rather series enjoyable. The was probably trash as the well. The series was much better. Because he's blind and I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't. Not in real life. Not in fake life. I don't. Mm -hmm. like, I don't. Whatever. Um, but he's been in a lot of lot of different things. He was in Soul Food, which is great. Uh, let's see. Next up, um, we have um, the universe of Coming to America is tied into <laughs> um, Trading Places. Don Amici. Ralph Bellamy, they play Mortimer and Randolph from Trading Places, mm -hmm. and at the end of Trading Places, they go broke. And in Coming to America, they are uh, transients on the street, homeless people on the street, and um, yeah, they're great. That's it. That is it. Oh, let's see. Next up. That's actually it. There's an uncredited guy. His name is F. Gary Gray. Um, he's actually a director. Um, hmm. I don't know if he directed this, but he definitely directed Friday. Oh. Yep. He's, he's a pretty big director. And that's it. That is the cast. There's some pretty good people in this movie, though. Absolutely. Of course. I named them all. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> to be fair, no, absolutely. It's a great comedy. Uh, let's see. Do you want to go with the likes? Me first? You, you want to go? You want first? Me go? I don't care. Whichever. You decide. Oh, boy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Okay. 
Um, Coming to America, my likes. First, let me say this. Coming to America is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably said this before. I don't know if I said it on this podcast or a different podcast. Uh, Stand off topic with Keith. <laughs> Check it out. Or don't. Either way, no, I'm not, do I'm it. Not, I'm do not it. your boss. I am. Uh, <laughs> do it. I am full on Charles in charge of you, <laughs> listeners. Listen to it. Same. Um, going to school... I didn't have a lot of money. So when I was in my dorm, I had a computer and I had FrostWire. <laughs> and I downloaded movies all the time. Coming to America was on that list. Training Day was on that list. Uh, shit. Accepted was on that list. You ever seen that? Yes. That is just so many good movies that I saw. It's been a minute since I've seen that, but yes. The Penguin was in it. They were, who? Penguin. Robin Lord Taylor. Gotham yes. Penguin. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, was, you told me that before, and I'm like, yeah. I don't remember him. And I don't remember him. Um, he was the guy who thought he could blow shit up with his mind. I don't even remember the movie, honestly. That's fair. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know I had it. But I had about 100 movies, and I watched all of them. That's why I love movies, because I had nothing else to do but <clears throat> go to school, play football, and watch movies. And I did all those things very well. So There you go. Uh, <laughs> but coming to America, I also downloaded not the soundtrack, okay, I downloaded the clips of the funniest parts. <laughs> and so I would listen to him. So, like, when he sings uh, uh, She's Your Queen to Be, I had that song. I had that one-minute snippet, and I played it over and over again every day. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the the joke at the end, play that over and over again every day. Um, them coming into the shop the first time when he's talking about uh, – Joe Lewis played that over and over again. The, <laughs> the second time they come into the shop and they're talking about Martin Luther the King. Um, play that over and over again. Let's see what else. Just all everything. So it was great. Uh, so that's all I used to listen to. So while we were watching the movie, I was quoting it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Um, I was loving it. Yeah, I, it's great. So either way, first off, get into a little serious topic. My first like is coming to America, the culture. The thing about Eddie Murphy that people, a lot of black people give him credit for. This movie and Boomerang are two movies. You ever seen Boomerang? Mm -mm. You ever heard of it? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. So these two movies are 99% black. Okay. Everybody in it is either a black actor or, you know, a black writer, black director, whatever the case may be. And there were obviously there were white people in the movie. It wasn't just Louis Anderson. <laughs> um, but it didn't show black people in only a negative light. <clears throat> everybody who was good, everybody who was bad, everybody who was in between were black. In this movie, it's about Africa, it's about kings and queens, it's about royalty, it's about the other family being well off as well, not just broken down in the slums, as every other movie depicted black families always. So, um, that's, that's the culture part of it. Boomerang. Boomerang is literally a romantic comedy with Eddie Murphy... John Witherspoon, uh, Robin Givens, Holly Berry, 
uh, who else is in that movie? And like 18 other comics are in that movie. Hmm. It's about a black owned, and then the thing about it, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll say it after, but it's about a black owned marketing company and Eddie Murphy coming to the company and falling in love with one of the women in the company. That's literally what it's about. Everybody's wealthy, everybody's well off, everybody has a job. There are no crackheads in the movie, simple as that. And so the thing about both movies is that they don't even talk about the fact that they're black. They're just like, hey, this person's a king and queen. Hey, this person owns a marketing company, and that's it. It's not black owned. It's not the, and it's like it normalizes what a lot of things, especially in the early 90s and the late 80s, didn't normalize. So that's my first like. Nice. Second like. Everything is over the top, and I love it. <laughs> Everything. Everything. And, and just in the Africa setting, mm-hmm. when they're at the castle, it's all over the top. Mm-hmm. Oha, every time something needed to happen, he claps every single time. Not even not even missing a beat. He had to clap for them to start throwing pedals. He clapped for them to stop. He clapped when the bathroom door opened. He clapped when it closes. He, I was just like, this guy. And I loved every minute of it. And then he sings She's Your Queen to Be, which is my next <laughs> like, um, which is the greatest song ever. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, great song, great song. I always listened to it. It was what it was. But what really made me love the song was when I finally heard the lyric. Um, she's your queen to be. Um, she's free from infection. <laughs> she's <laughs> to be used at your discretion. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I thought it was a love song. And then I heard that lyric. Yeah. And it, I didn't hear that lyric the first time I heard the song. I was mm-hmm. just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I love it though, <laughs> and I love the fact that he hits those high notes. I love oh high. He's hilarious. Um, I can only imagine that's how royalty lives. Like he gets bathed every day. Somebody brushes his teeth. Somebody washes. Uh, somebody washes him. Somebody wipes his mouth after he brushes teeth and spits. <laughs> when he gargles, they do his throat like the gargle thing. Or the, I don't even know what you call it, but they do it. Uh, let's see. They have elephants roaming the yards. They have lions everywhere. Like, it's it's just so good. They have dancers for every single thing. They have rose, rose petals on their feet. They sit at a table that's 18,000 18, feet long. They have to talk to each other through an intercom. It's great. Oh, yes. It's great. That's it. Um, I said it already, but it's my like. I say king and queen, also lion king. I've already talked about it. I love it. I love the fact that they were kings and queens on both movies. Simple. King Mufasa. King Jaffe Joffer. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, next like. My T-Sharp. The barbershop. <laughs> I love it. Because oh even God. in the movie, they say Mighty Sharp, and mm-hmm. I love it. Um, the barbershop <clears throat> scenes are some of my favorite scenes. They call him Kuta Kente. They asked, uh, what kind of chemicals are you using in your hair? Oh, just juices and berries. I used to say that forever, <laughs> all the time. Uh, whatever. What, what else? When they're talking about Joe Joe Lewis, <laughs> he's like, Frank Chinatra sat in his chair and asked Frank Chinatra, I said, hey, how old is Joe Lewis? He said, 137 years old. <laughs> 137 years old. <laughs> Man, you didn't mean no Frank Sinatra. 
Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? <laughs> My favorite. My oh. absolute favorite. The fact that they say, here's the thing. It's, I love it. It's, I think it's a, it's, oh. it, I don't think, it's a cultural thing. But, that see, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, absolutely. But them calling Martin Luther King, Martin Luther the King. <laughs> I, that's it. I love it. Reminds me of people that I grew up with and I, I love it. It's my favorite. Um, is that Velvet? That's a good uh, <laughs> What is that, Velvet? Listen, that movie <laughs> inspired so many jokes on other people. I don't know how many times I saw that movie when I was younger before I realized that was Eddie Murphy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, talk about people being upset and butthurt. But Eddie Murphy did white face. So. Yeah. And so what? No one cares. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. did blackface and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was funny. It was fucking hilarious. I loved every minute mm-hmm. of it. And he's still Iron Man. He's dead. Yeah. He's Iron Man. Still dead, though. <laughs> um, until, they, until they find a way to bring him back. Who knows? Yeah. When his next movie tanks, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. When the next Dr. Doolittle movie takes a shit in theaters. Um, like, hey, remember that multiverse movie we were making? Guess who's all bringing the whole cast back? Let's do it. Bring everybody and I back. I will be there for it. Oh, six seasons in a movie. Um, <laughs> let's see. What uh, What else about the barbershop? Hmm. Everything. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it for the barbershop. Actually, I'll just say my next, it's not my next like, but my next next like, the spoon joke. If you allow me to, I would love to say the spoon joke. I'll allow it. Um, I might mess it up. <laughs> I feel like Stewie. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. Um, <laughs> he said, he goes, there's a, there's a guy at a restaurant oh. uh, eating soup. <laughs> yeah, he goes, hey, waiter, <laughs> come try my soup. He's like, what's wrong with the soup? He's like, try my soup. Is it a soup too hot? Try the soup. Is the soup too cold? Try the soup. What's wrong with the soup? Try the soup. Okay, I'll try the soup. Where's the spoon? Aha. <laughs> Aha. <laughs> you wouldn't know funny, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, like nobody reacts. You bastards. I love it. My favorite joke of all time. I fucking love it. I... You can't. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that aha uh-huh is the best part. I love it. Uh, <laughs> next up, sexually chocolate. <laughs> sexual chocolate. Se- I still don't know if it's sexually chocolate, sexual chocolate. It's supposed to be sexual chocolate, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure he says sexually chocolate. Probably, yes, way. because he's just going crazy up there. Eddie Murphy's a genius, by the way. Yeah, I would, I'm inclined um, to agree. Yeah, you had Randy, or not Randy Watson, sorry. You had Reverend Brown, Arsenio Hall. Just womanizing these women in bikinis at a black awareness church rally, by the way. <laughs> the irony of everything about this whole thing was hilarious. Just that whole scene itself. <laughs> Just give me a movie of that scene. It's the best movie that's ever been made. Literally starts off. He's just like, God is good, guys. God is good. Look at these women. Turn around. And they're in bikinis, by the way. Turn around. 
God is good, isn't he? <laughs> He's so good. Look, he if you don't know God, you can see God right there. And I was just like, sir, please. And he brings up Randy Watson. He brings up Randy Watson, who's Eddie Murphy, and he comes in and he says, um, shoot, what does he say? He was like, you may know him from um, Eddie the Cop from – uh, season two, one episode of something. He was only on one episode. Didn't say it was called like "What's Going On" or what's something. What's going on? Instead of what's, what's happening. Instead of what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he was like Randy, uh, something Heights on Randy Watson. Randy Watson comes out. He's like, to, like no, to no reaction. To no reaction. No one claps. <laughs> no like, three one people claps. <laughs> that boy good. Yeah, the one yeah, oh, good, and terrible. Yeah, good, good and terrible. Good and terrible. I love it. And he goes. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, thank you, beautiful people. He's like, give it up for Reverend Brown one time. Reverend Brown has been my reverend since I was a little boy. I love Reverend Brown. I love Reverend Brown. Thank you very much. And he kisses her. Reverend Brown wipes it off. Hilarious. He's like, it's a very special night tonight. By the way, I had a clip of this as well, this song. He's singing uh, Whitney Houston, Greatest Love of All. And... It's just amazing. And then at the end, he mics drop. And he, sexy chocolate. <laughs> sexy chocolate. <laughs> mics drop. Points his hands in the air. Points to the right. Walks off. Yeah, stage, just right? like the. That boy, good. <laughs> good, good, terrible. terrible. Good, terrible. <laughs> no applause. <laughs> no nothing. It's so funny. Um. They're passing around a collection plate. <laughs> the one guy from the bar shop puts a chicken bat, chicken bone uh, in it. Like, I thought it was a trash. That was a collection plate. I thought it was a trash. The guy, is that what he hits him with? Uh, he calls him, is that your tall black motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know. He's like, what What you want to do? He's like, your tall black motherfucker. He's like, fuck you. It's, fuck you. I was just like. In the church. There, the church. Like, no in one the church else is talking. In the church no one event. else is talking. You're like, love fuck it. you, fuck you, mm-hmm. motherfucker. I love it. I loved every second of it. Um, uh, just that whole scene. Uh, that's it. That's all my likes, man. I, I mean, honestly, after after the sexual chocolate, I wrote nothing else down because I was just enjoying the movie. Fair. And then I got to the spoon joke, and I was like, spoon joke. <laughs> um, but honestly... So there's some, I, I, probably some undocumented likes in there somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I'm going to say it. So feel free to jump in at any time. Yeah, I was going to say, um, let's <clears> see. <throat> I know one for a fact when he goes, why, why are you being nice to Akeem all of a sudden? He's like, the boy's got his money. He got his own money. <laughs> he what? His money. He's got, He's his, got his, his own money. money. His face is <laughs> on the money. Oh, he's rich. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> what? Stop pimping out your daughter, sir. <laughs> um, Little Cleo McDowell. I love it. I love every minute of it. Um, yeah, that's it. I'll okay. let you go because that's okay. I, got, I got more, but I, I got the, a, the movie. I've got a few. Uh, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. All right. First, like the intercom at the breakfast table. Fucking ridiculous. You already mentioned it, but come on, that's great. Right. Sitting at the long ass table, like he's got his own breakfast at his end. His parents have their own breakfast at the other end. They're not; they can't even see each other because they're pretty sure he like looks around the centerpieces to see if he's even still down there. He's like, he's coming down there. What's he doing? He's getting up. He's coming this way. 
Rosemary's and oh how like clap clap they start running up behind him to catch up with him to throw rose petals behind him and then in front of him when he comes up to tell him you know he wants to do his own thing hilarious uh james earl jones great i i said it while we were watching it i didn't a smile never left my face when he was on screen because he was either like just so smiling and happy and like oh my son i'm so proud of my son or he was like my son's a fucking moron and he's doing everything wrong and i can't believe it i just thought he was so good because he was like he was he was either like all smiles or he was all business and there was nothing in between and then was it was it Arsenio? Was it Semi that he snatched up by the collar and he oh, force choked him up oh. against the doorway? Oh my God! I get why Kylo Ren loves him. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't help but I couldn't help but see Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. The power. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so not to sorry. No, yeah. The one I didn't know who Oha was mm-hmm. years ago. I didn't know that was his name. I thought. Uh, at the scene later, I'm sure you're talking about it, but when they meet Cleo, mm-hmm. and he goes, hey, hey now, Jack, this is America. You're going to talk about my daughter like that. I'm going to break my foot off in your ass. He goes, oh, huh? Like, I thought he was just like, what? <laughs> you're talking to me like that? But then he's, yeah, Oha he was, was summoning, some business. he was summoning Oha to yep. write a check for him. And I, honestly, for years, I was just like, oh, huh? Oh, okay. Oha was gonna like odd job him. Well, I didn't know that was Oha. Yeah. I thought he was oh, okay. just saying like what? Like Oha? <laughs> you talking to me? Oha? Like I was like oh. so I used to say all the time like Oha. <laughs> oh, okay, you son of a bitch. And then I found out that was Oha's name because he said it earlier a lot because I'm not paying attention because I'm laughing my ass right. off. So I'm just like oh okay he was summoning the guy. Okay, got it. <laughs> I thought he was just being a pimp, like, oh, huh? Boy, I will knock your ass off. I got African strain. Get out of here. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I loved the dance the dance intro mm-hmm. that Imani Izzy got. That was mm-hmm. great. The whole, it was pretty extended, too. Mm-hmm. That had to have been a lot of work. Absolutely. And I think that was awesome. It reminded me of Thriller and Remember the Time. They do uh, the Michael Jackson videos. They do a lot of those dance moves in oh. both of those videos. Also, Eddie Murphy was in Remember the Time. So, oh. you ever seen a video? No. You should definitely see it. Mm. It's just, just Michael Jackson it one day. Just Michael Jackson videoed it. It'll take you all day. He made movies. He didn't make videos. <laughs> he made 30-minute movies. He made 30-minute music videos. He made a video game, too. Yeah. It wasn't good. Moonwalker, right? Yeah, I played it. So now the Moonwalker 20-minute uh, movie mm-hmm. was amazing. Was it? So good. Plot, it was outlandish. Was there a chimpanzee involved? Not in that one, no. Okay. He didn't have... it was in the game. No, he didn't have a monkey in that one. He had a monkey in Leave Us Alone, Just mm-hmm. Leave Us Alone. The monkey was in that one. Um, I think that's it, though. Did the Moonwalker movie video thing involve him saving children? Yes. Okay. Because yes. that's the game. Like, you open up oh, doors yeah. and there's either a child that you save or there's, like, a G-man inside who comes yeah. after you. The guy from... Have you ever seen RoboCop? Oh, no. Okay. Interestingly enough, no. The guy from Robo, the original <clears throat> RoboCop, the one main villain, he looks like, I don't know, Egghead. <laughs> he looks like... Uh, he has a really big head. He's a bald white dude, and he has really tiny glasses. <laughs> and 
in RoboCop, he killed RoboCop, the, the original guy, before he became a robot. Mm -hmm. But he's also the bad guy in the Moonwalker video, and he kidnaps the children that are watching Michael. They, they watch Michael Jackson dance, and they kidnap him, so he has to go save them. Hmm. Um, pretty interesting. Either way, you go ahead. Um, what was I at? Um, oh, the landlord. Mr. Townsend, he was fucking hilarious. Hysterical. He, he shows him around, he shows him the apartments. And he's like, oh, you'll like this place. What does he say? This place is fucking terrible. Like, it's, it's fucking horrifying. And he shows him that it's like got caution tape over the doors. Tears it down. It's like, oh, you love this place. It's fucking horrifying. Piece of shit. It's got the tape outlines of a, a man. He says a blind man died in here. He got a, a tape outline of a man. A dog, and then a fucking cane next to it. I I was cracking up. I mean, to fucking did it, Tom and Jerry, like yeah. one of the last movies you watched. Yeah. I, I don't know why I think it was so fucking funny. The dog and then the cane got me. I was dying. Okay, so the the funniest part, and I said it before it happened, was when uh, <laughs> there's a chalk outline of the the guy and the dog, and then he goes. It's a damn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> you did say it. <laughs> and I just said it, and then when he said it, you buzzed out loud. Like, ah, it was funny. Landed. It was fucking funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. I thought the whole apartment thing was hilarious. Ooh. Like, it's a, there's like a giant fucking rat walking through the place when they first open the door. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it, they're basically living in poverty until... Uh, Akeem wants to bring Lisa back to the place, at which point Sami has got a fucking hot tub and a, like a nice TV mm. and champagne and like speakers and all kinds of got shit a new in there. Bed. Yeah, like a, an actual bed. And suddenly it's, you know, oh, well, I, I told her that I lived like a poor person because, you know, she doesn't know I'm a prince. Mm. He brings her in. And of course, he well, he goes in first. He opens the door first and sees Sami sipping champagne in the hot tub. And he's like, oh, what the fuck has this guy done? So then they run into the landlord again. He's like, oh, he made some adjustments to the apartment, and we can't live here. I need to live into a poorer place. And he's like, oh, why don't you move into my place, apartment 1A? It's a real shithole. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. And then um, King shows up at the house later and, you know, knocks on the door because that's the place that he was told where he lives. He shows up and the fucking landlord sitting in the bed, sitting in the hot tub with his fedora on and his big fucking stogie yes. watching TV. He's like, you don't live here anymore. <laughs> Hilarious. So fucking I was, funny. I thought you were going to mention when they're about to go upstairs to the apartment and the guy falls down the stairs and he's like, you're rich, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know, motherfucker. You're rich, like, motherfucker. Just falling down the stairs, shitting on work again. God damn it. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> then he wakes up and goes back to sleep. Yeah, he's like, always gone. <laughs> yeah, because he just falls down the stairs. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> and they're just like smiling like, yeah, this was normal. This is great. <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought the, the landlord was a hilarious character. Oh, he was funny. Um, Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate were hilarious. Um, Sam Jackson, as the holdup guy, was amazing. Because what's his name? Daryl, the Soul Glow guy, mm -hmm. is the person closest to the situation. And, of course, you know, you wouldn't expect him to do anything. But Akeem's like, oh, I got this shit. Sam Jackson's holding up the place with a shotgun. 
Give me the money. Give me the money, fat boy. <laughs> Push it on Louis Anderson. Oh, and he's just putting all the money in a fucking like burger bag, just you know, taking his ass. Like, quit stalling me, quit stalling me. Unscrews the mop top. Donatello's his ass. Who the fuck is this asshole? <laughs> Knocks him on his ass. Arsenio vaults over the counter, grabs the gun, holds him up, and he's like, Alright. He says, You diseased rhinoceros pizzle. He's like, Freeze, you diseased rhinoceros pizzle. So good. And (laughs) and they're repayment. Mr. McDowell's like, You guys did, I'm real proud of the job you guys did in there today. Leave Sunday night open. I'm having a get together at my house. And he makes fucking Sami the valet. They're both outside, supposed to be parking cars. Sami has to park the cars. And he brings Hakeem inside to pour champagne for everybody the whole night. Classic jerk move. Same, yes. And but I, I'm gonna give him a like himself, Mr. McDowell, oh, yeah. because when it came down to it, when he was like, oh, you know, uh, Jaffe, King Jaffe was like, oh, you know, a million dollars is that compensation enough for your, you and your daughter? He was like, you can't pay me off. You can't pay my daughter off. I'm two million. Get, and that's I think that's when he says like, get your checkbook out here before I break my foot off in your royal ass. And he's like, oh, this man has some integrity. Mm-hmm. After all, who you wouldn't think the whole movie because he's been blatantly ripping off McDonald's to hilarious effect. I will, I will concur with your like, and I'll give you a, a bonus like. His jerkiness comes comes from not having money mm-hmm. to then having money and wanting their kids to marry rich so they don't struggle like him and his wife did, who has passed away at this point. They don't say how, but Mm -hmm. she's not there. So he's technically a single father running a business, wanting his daughters to marry a man who's wealthy so they don't have to struggle. So, like, I get why he's doing the being the way he is. He's not necessarily a bad person. No, he's a good, I'd say he's a good person. Yeah. He had, like, you know. But his intentions are a little off. Yeah. Until, and then even though uh, Lisa explains, she goes, I understand, Daddy. And he kind of can see. He doesn't say, he doesn't say like, hey, don't go see Akeem. He's just like, okay. <clears throat> She's like, I won't. Don't worry. He's like, okay. Like, he has, to, he has to let it be. But then he still tries to hook her up with the rich guy. <laughs> Until Akeem is the richer guy. And he slams the door in his face like four fucking times. Like, get the fuck out of here. So money. <laughs> and he falls up the stairs. <laughs> that was so good. Love it. Um, so like for him, like for Oha, he was great. The claps, the singing, he looked super intimidating a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Also, when he rolls, when he comes up in McDonald's in that big fucking coat and just steps up to the counter, he, mm-hmm. I would have been terrified. Yeah. And he was incredible. I thought he was great in the role, and I love that he comes back. Yes. In the next one, yes. we'll get there. Um, the barbershop guys were hilarious. The oh, I met I met Dr. Martin Luther King. Walk around the corner, bow. Someone hit me in the chest, knocked me down, knocked all the wind out of me. He looked up, it was Martin Luther King Jr. He said, "I thought you were somebody else." Ooh, <laughs> I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> Amazing. You, you never met Dr. King. He punched me in the King. chest. He knocked the wind right out of me. So good. Yes, it did. <laughs> They're talking about the boxers. Um, who do you say beat up Joe Lewis? Rocky Marciano. Yeah, like Rocky Marciano. So anytime a white guy bring up boxing a white guy, they got Rocky Marciano out their ass. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> he did. He did beat Joe Lewis's ass. Joe Lewis was seventy-five years old. He came out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. He was seventy-six years old. 
<laughs> so good he kept going up. It was so fucking funny. Frank Sinatra sat right in his chair. <laughs> and said, Frank, how old is Joe Lewis? He said, 137 years old. I thought that was so I good. I don't care how old he was. He got his ass whooped. Because <laughs> when you had, like, when you, they had Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy... And I can't remember the other actor's the name. The other guy was also a comedian. Yeah. Like, when he had the three of them, and in that scene, the four of them, just, like, going back and forth, yelling at each other, saying dumb shit. So fucking funny. Hilarious. And apparently every time Arsenio Hall's character is, like, eating a Hungry Man dinner or something, or, like, eating a TV dinner. So good. It's honestly is the epitome. I haven't been in a barbershop <clears> in a long time because I've cut my own hair. Um, but it's the epitome of a barbershop. Mm. It really is. Like, I guess a black barbershop, but a barbershop nonetheless. <laughs> it's just a lot of shit talking. But actually, that's not true. <laughs> Last time I was in a barbershop was 2009. My buddy used to cut hair, <laughs> and I went down to his barbershop, and it was, listen, side, side story. I'm in the barbershop. It's 8 o'clock at night. Barbershop's closed, but, you know, <clears throat> he can open the barbershop because, you know, it wasn't his barbershop, but... Hey, after hour cuts, they're like forty bucks a piece Ooh. instead of twenty. Yeah, so like, uh, like if I went to go to the barbershop to get a haircut, it's twenty dollars. They need tip. Um, but after hours and like on Sundays and stuff, because barbershops, the way their union is set up, they don't cut Sundays and Mondays. They're, it's not really like a union, mm-hmm. but it's like a, it's like a thing, like an unspoken, like a thing. nationwide, hmm. like unspoken, like barbershops. At least black barbershops. I don't know how regular barbershops work, but black barbershops are not open on Mondays and Sundays. Hmm. It's weird to me, but not my call. So if you get a cut on a Sunday or Monday, they charge like 50 bucks. Dang. Yeah, but people will pay it to get their hair cut when they want it. And that's fair. And then you still got a tip. So hope so, at least. Yeah, they usually do. Because, I mean, here's my thing. I always tell people, why not tip the people who mess with their food? You should definitely tip the person who's messing <laughs> with your hair. Yeah. Because guess what? Your food, you know, even if you got food poisoning, which never happens, but even if you got it, <laughs> that's like a couple days. It takes a while for your hair to grow back. Yeah. That's two weeks of shame that you got to deal with. Either way, side story. Um, we're in the barbershop, and it's like <clears throat> I was 20-something at the time, 22. Uh, my buddy's 22. And the guys that come in the shop, they're probably like 20, 21, whatever. And they're all we're all college guys, so we're just sitting there just talking shit about like sports and I think LeBron and him playing. And this guy hated LeBron. This other guy, I don't even know his name, but I remember because I put it on Facebook and it comes up and I laugh every time. But he goes, "Man, fuck LeBron." He's like, "I hate LeBron so much. Honestly, I don't care who plays LeBron." And they're like, anybody is like anybody. The Taliban can play LeBron, and I'm rooting for the Taliban. <laughs> That's probably one of the funniest things I ever heard in my life. And I was like, okay, all right, you hate LeBron. <laughs> like one versus how many? Like the entire Taliban? Doesn't matter. Jeez. He didn't give a shit. He Damn. was like, fuck LeBron. I was like, okay. Either way. That's dedication. So barbershop stuff. That's that's fucking hilarious. hilarious. That's, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Same. Uh, <laughs> uh, last like, I think it was a line. I forget if it was. I forget who said it though. Say it. I'll I want to say it was Akeem. It's um, tradition that times always do and must change. Do so they talk about because he talks about oh it's tradition that this happens. Is it Akeem that says it? Or is it, no, is it, is it the 
is it shit the mom Aeolian. yeah yeah because at one point um what does she say isn't that when he changes his mind about the whole thing yeah yeah i think so yeah i like that line yeah that was a lot well because i think the one i think oh, i think they said that at the very end mm-hmm. when they were getting married so i don't know who said it i forget so, but I, I thought you were talking about before when they were in a limo leaving America, and she go, he goes, "Well, we can't change anything." Oh, but I said, like, "Why not? The yeah. laws are the laws. Who am I to change it?" Are you I not thought the king? you were the king. Yeah, you're not the like, king. Yeah, Ooh, you burnt. Your girl will humble you in a second, <laughs> and sometimes you need it. Yeah, he did. He was like, "Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, cat got your tongue." Uh, yeah. Close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. You look like a trout. You <laughs> <laughs> got a lot to learn about this town. Who's Bob Vance? <sighs> got a lot to learn about this town, sweetheart. Bob Vance got me this perfume. It's made from real pine. <laughs> Classic. But uh, those are my likes. Okay. Hilarious. Hilarious fucking movie. So great. Uh, dislikes. I'll let you go first. Zero. Your turn. Seto. <laughs> Michael Cero. Uh I have zero <laughs> dislikes. This movie is amazing. And I I forget how much I love it until I watch it and then I quote it all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is one of my favorite movies. And a movie made in the 80s that I love. There you go. It is not dated at all. It is an amazing movie. Like, it doesn't date itself at all. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head. Like, there was a couple times we saw, you saw Radio Shack, you're like, Radio Shack. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Radio Shack. I wonder when this movie was made. Doesn't bother me. But it wasn't until, like, a couple years ago that they actually stopped existing. To be fair. To me, they stopped existing immediately. Yeah, when I went into one and they didn't sell video games, I was like, fuck this place. Radio Shack sold, sold how many? I sold because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> they sold, like, five kinds of batteries, nice. remote control cars, what VCRs, home stereo equipment, but never like a fucking TV or like appliances. No. Not, I don't know. And they might have sold that stuff, but maybe. But I don't remember it. If yeah. if a child doesn't walk into your electronic store and it's like, wow, you got cool stuff, yeah. you're fucking up. Well, not in business anymore. So that, there you go. There it is. Well, I guess you can't. Well, you can't blame Toys R Us for that because it was a fucking toy store. But why did they go out of business? I don't know. Yeah internet probably i don't know more video games they blame it on the video games they sold those too no i know i agree but i mean yeah either way i can't explain it i was just sounding into not a an techno- technological debate but i don't people are dumb i'm not an economist i'm people i'm fucking dumb no people are stupid because they hate the fact that technology is moving the world along and i love it <laughs> and i just don't i don't Get with the times or don't, you know? Like, it's funny because, like, people who hate the where technology is going now got on people who hated where technology is going a couple years ago. Like, <clears throat> people love cell phones. They're like, yeah, cell phone this, cell phone this. But then they get mad at their parents for not liking cell phones. It's like, you can't be, that's hypocritical because cell phones are getting better. And now some people are, like, disliking the newer cell phones. It's like, but it's. Technology is advancing. I saw somebody with one of those folding cell phones yesterday. 
I think that's just dumb. And I thought it was ridiculous looking. It was like where like the screen folds, mm-hmm. and they had like I just a, don't see how that's gonna be. They had a QR code they were trying to scan on something, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder. And it wasn't working. And I was wondering if it was because like it was on the crease of the screen or some shit. Hilarious. <laughs> but I I was like, this is this is weird to me. Here's the thing. I get a tablet. If it works, then fine. Yeah. But if it doesn't, like, it seems like it won't work. At one, oh, you mean like just the technology? Yeah, like yeah. I feel like it's gonna, we're gonna go away from it. At one point, they had those cool sliding phones where like the screen slid up and you had a keyboard hidden under there and you could type. My fucking phone, I had one of those. It wore out within like two years because yeah. apparently the technology was cool, but it wasn't designed to open and close as often as it did. As so it burned out. It. Yeah. Yeah. I. Don't I don't see a fucking screen being made to last exactly. that folds in and out of it again. That's just me, but it's it. it's a fucking screen. How does it fold? I thought they were glass. Again, that's that, again. So technology moves moves ahead. It's weird. Uh, streets ahead, <laughs> and there's only <laughs> you're not streets ahead. Your streets behind. Also, same. So like, here's my thing. Like, I'm cool if it works. It works. But if it doesn't, then it's dumb. But that's no reason not to let technology advance. Yeah. And I know people who don't want it to. There's like, trial and error. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. And that's. You know, also science. But. If, you, if you can make a screen that folds, to me, the next logical step is making a screen into, like, a shirt or a piece of cloth. To me, that's the next logical step. Doesn't like mean that that's the next printing? logical step. What's up? Like screen printing? No, like, like like a screen that is a phone that can fold. Mm-hmm. Why not make it into, like, a screen that, you know, flows and you could wear, like, a shirt or a cape or a fucking suit jacket that's a screen I think they have those, though. Do they? Yeah, but it's, like, bad technology, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it could get better. Like, because of this. Maybe, I mean, I'm maybe, sure. Maybe because of this advancement. Maybe. Maybe it could get better. But, like, yeah, it's just bad. Yeah. Like, it's just bad. Well, like, we'll again, we'll trial there. and error. We'll get there. No, fair. I just, I, I, technology just moves the world. So, like, when I see things like TikTok and stuff like that, my man, I should just try to learn it because... If I don't, I'm going to get left behind. And as somebody who used to be a business major, I always think, like, man, how far behind am I on the things? So what you're saying is I should download TikTok so I can catch up with everybody. You should download TikTok so I can send them to you easier. But <laughs> I always feel like I bother you when I send them to you. No, I text always watch message. them. I always watch like, them. I just want to tag them. Whenever someone sends me a TikTok, I watch it. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't have the app because I'm worried. About I I already feel like I spend a lot of time on my phone. Oh, I'm a thousand percent on my phone, so much more. Yeah, and I feel like if I got TikTok, I'd be like, oh well, never see me again. Well, let me let me tell you the apps that I spend the most time on: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Messenger, YouTube. Um, this is everything but TikTok, by the mm-hmm. way. <clears throat> I also have one, two, three, four. Let's count that one: five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. I have 10 games on my phone that I play regularly every single day. That's without TikTok. And then I spend five hours on TikTok every day. So, t- it's not TikTok's problem. That's fair. It's, it's my problem. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I already spend a lot of time on my phone or, like, playing video games or, like, just watching Netflix and shit. Yeah. And. Same. I just don't. I feel like I've reached a point where it's hard to subtract from it, that's but fair. I can at least not add to it actively. <laughs> so that's fair. I think that's what I'm maybe going for. That's okay. I understand but that. If you keep sending to me, I'll keep watching. That's fair. 
So, I got don't, so don't not send them to me. I don't use Instagram that much, but I still have it, and I check it from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then if I'm not on my phone, I'm in front of this computer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on my phone while I'm looking at the computer. <laughs> I've yeah, been like, on Facebook a couple of times on my phone and on my computer at the same time. I'm like, okay, I got a problem. It doesn't. It doesn't like overlap. It doesn't tell you like, hey, no, Keith, well, which one are you? Why would you do that? I don't know. No, I can sign into everything on eight different devices. <laughs> I make sure I can because of that reason. Woof. Don't ask. Yes. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> now that I have your attention. <laughs> exactly. Sex. <laughs> Now that I have your attention. Same. This is about money. No. Oh, no. You don't have my attention. Same. Money. <laughs> I'm listening. You had me at sex. Pervert. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, is that it for coming into America then? That's all the dislikes? I have no dislikes. No dislikes? This is a fucking funny movie. I'm going to let you go first for slushy meter. Five. Same. I'm going to give it a five. I have to. Yeah. No dislikes, right? Because I've seen this movie start to finish. I can't tell you how many times, but it's not a lot. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing it when I was young. And I remember seeing bits and pieces of it since then. It was fuck, it was on TV like a week ago at work. And I was watching a bit of it here and there when I wasn't, you know, when I was not trying to do my job. <laughs> um, so, yeah. like, it, but And then sitting down and watching it start to finish. This movie is amazing. It's a good movie. It's funny all the way through. It's a good movie. And even this, even in the scenes where it's not actively funny, it's still just entertaining. It's good. A little bit, yeah. And I really like it. Five. I agree. I agree. Uh, five, just because I know I love it. Yeah. One of my favorite movies, for sure. Nice. For sure. Um, I guess that's it, then. I guess. Um... Okay, fives all around, cheers all around, no dislikes all around. Oh. Um, next up, coming to America, <laughs> um, the distinction on the number two. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add? I'm good. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I was about to say Yahoo for some reason. Don't follow. We're, we are not on Yahoo. Do follow us follow. on AOL. <laughs> Find us we on MySpace. Slushy Review is not Streets Ahead, apparently. <laughs> Say Streets Ahead and die. Streets Ahead. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. It's it's active. You can go to it. Really? Yeah. yeah. It says you can donate if you want to. So Yeah, why not? Donate. I'm not doing yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah. not us. No, no, no. Yeah, please do, them. please. So we please. can continue to buy packets of Kool-Aid, 50 cents a pack. So mm. just, if you donate a dollar, that's two packs, that's two movies. Kool-Aid doesn't grow on trees, folks. Come on. Kool-Aid, no. Neither does money to continue this to go. No. Um, But either way, that'd be great. Uh, Let's see. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> this has been Keith. And Chris. And we'll see you uh, next week. Or whatever day. <laughs>